Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast. It's the second episode of the week. Thank you very much to everybody that joined me on Wednesday. Again, you can go check that out right now. You can check it on iTunes. You can check it on Google Play, whatever the hell they do with podcasts. You can check it on YouTube.com. For just the Miller Report rules, you can do whatever the hell you want. And if you are brand new to the show, first and foremost, thank you very much for listening. But also, as I always explain, and some people send me tweets going, Miller, we know how the podcast works, then it's all good for you, but i got to make sure that people that don't understand as well and you can come on the podcast basically you can come on friday's show which is today you head on over to patreon.com forward slash simon 316 all the information is up there and even if you just want to throw a dollar in the pot it helps me so much because i can take that money i can put it back into all my personal projects and i can fuel it as if it is a business and anyway, as if it is it actually is a business that's what i do for a living anyway we've got a returner today a man coming back and it's my man tom tom made today i'm good thank you Good, good. Right. Now, we have a, we are going to talk about wrestling, obviously. There's loads of stuff going on. And as there always is, as we lead up to, to WrestleMania. But the thing that I wanted to, to start about talking, as was brought up by Thomas himself, which I, um, I'm looking forward to, because it's something we should be able to come together on, is, Thomas, you are officially training to become a professional wrestler, correct? That is right, yeah. Well, there we go. Right. So, dude, here we, we need all the information. Now, we need the basics. When did you start? How has your training been so far? What's the goal? I mean, basically, man, just open your heart and let me know. What, what, you know how, did you, how did you fall into this? Because I know firsthand it's, it's hard, man. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Uh, so, yeah, a year ago, um, in January, I decided I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to set, set up a goal in a year. Um, However, in a, um, a year ago, I was so so excited to do it that I went to about maybe two or three sessions, beginner sessions at NGW in Hull, uh, realized I was too out of shape um, and set myself a goal to get fitter. A year later, I came back um, and I am so glad I got fitter because I am having an absolute whale of a time. It's, it's hard and it's painful, um, especially if you do get things wrong, but it is absolutely amazing. You meet new people, have a laugh with people. Um, just you, you get a proper workout in if you enjoy a good workout. Um, and you learn little bits and bobs that you just never even thought of. And you see it in a completely new light. And it's it's just amazing. If you are interested in wrestling and you kind of want to be, you want to, you know, do something in that, I would strongly recommend going to um, a wrestling school. I, I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree. And I think the other thing is... You know, you don't have to turn up to wrestling school because you want to be WWE champion or Ring of Honor champion or AEW champion. It's perfectly acceptable to go to wrestling school and treat it like you would any kind of hobby. You know, like it can just be what you do on a Thursday night or whatever to get in shape or to meet people. That's perfectly fine. And I think as long as you're honest and open about that with your trainers, they, they, they'll get that too. I remember when I started training at, um, you know, obviously I don't know snows, but I started going to knuckle locks. And, we, you know, the head trainer went around and he asked everybody why they were doing this stuff. And one guy went, look, I just, I enjoy doing it and I enjoy meeting people. And he was like, excellent, great answer. Because it's truth and it's honest. And I think that's the key with most things in life, but especially resting training. So how far along are you now, man? And tell me about how your body's holding up, how you're taking the bumps, as good old wrestlers say. Like, have you got any aches and pains? So how long down the, down the road are you? 
So I started in second week of January because the first week was too close to New Year's, so it wasn't starting. Um, so I've been at it now for, I think it's three months maybe. It's, yeah, um, my, body is, my body is holding up quite happily, Yeah, uh, co- covered in bruises. Uh, a lot of think, uh, something people don't think about, just running the ropes. Um, you oh, take man, shirt, yeah. Take your shirt off it, um, after you run the ropes and you'll see some like big red scratches down your back because no one ever warned you about that um, no no it's true man like the first time you hit the road it's, it's a lot like anything in wrestling like i think the idea of taking a, a bump has been over like it hurts taking a bump but some people say like it's like a car wreck it's like i've been in a car wreck it's really not man car wrecks a lot worse but there are like there are a bunch of small things like you say like when you first cause you, don't, you don't ever think about what it would feel like to run the ropes but you know you have to build up that almost like film over your body or like a callus like a whole body callus um in order to yeah in order to start just because you know it's, it's strange after a while you do just start accepting it but the first time you do it it's just like man that is horrendous i mean um something as well that you don't think of just running the ropes um there's a bit of technique that goes into it that oh, you yeah. just don't think about and the first time i ran the ropes um i was just um i think i was showing my girlfriend some wrestling matches and i saw i think it was chavo guerrero um, he just randomly hit the ropes, and I was like, oh, "That's that's how I that's how I do it. That's it's weird. It kind of translates. It's not just like, oh, my trainer was really picky, kind of thing, or it just how it suits my body. It's like I'm watching people; they're literally doing as I'm doing it, and it's something that I would not have spotted, like not having gone to wrestling school. Yeah, no, totally, dude. Like it's um, running the ropes. Actually, for me, was something that I struggled with for a while. Still do. I mean, as is always the way when you kind of start doing shows. Obviously, I only did a few before my shoulder injury. But if you watch me run the ropes, I run it like I'm a chicken. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't take big strides at all because you know when. Well, this is what I found anyway. When you start do when you start performing and sort of in front of a crowd, it's so intimidating and scary, but exciting, and your adrenaline is going that you actually forget some elements of your technique, and you kind of go back to what you're used to, instinctual. And yeah, I was kind of just running like it was. It's really, really bad. I need to work on it, which I'm certainly going to do. And um, how about everything else, dude? Like, where? What kind of stuff have you learned? Uh, and who's training you as well? Obviously, that's always interesting. Sort of. And do you feel like you've progressed a lot as well, or do you kind of feel like you're still in that first stage where you're being told a lot of information? And you have to go through it slowly and sort of disseminate each bit. Uh, so. Other things I've learned, let's start from the beginning there. Um, other things I've learned, like your basics, your lock-up, your headlock, your wrist lock, your hammer lock, uh, technical stuff like that. Um, I was at, I was actually there yesterday, and we were learning uh, lucha rolls, uh, which was surprisingly fun to do. And we've been doing uh, sunset flips, and yesterday we were doing slingshot sunset flips, which was... <laughs> Um, Dude, I've done them. I've done them, man. And it's, it's one, I don't know if you ever get this. It's one of those things where someone tells you to do it and you're like, excuse me. <laughs> it's like, I, think, I, think of my, I think I may have misheard you. It's like, that I, 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 can't, I can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can. And then sort of you believe in yourself and you go after it. And lo and behold, you, you go over and everything is fine. You're like, I don't understand how that happened. Um, well, I've got, I'm really bad with the ropes. Um, so I've told, um, I told my trainers that... Basically, a long time ago, I had a bit a bit of an accident on a trampoline, and now I've got a fear of falling. So every time I go over the ropes to do to, to do anything, even jump over the ropes, I just have that fear that I'm going to go face first into the floor, and it just I freeze up. So doing a slingshot um, sunset flip was a big step for me. 
but I just felt, it, I don't know why, it's just the sunset flip being there, you feel so comfortable. I didn't get all the way over. Um, the um, the guy I was with did sit on my head. Brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, you know, you're learning this stuff, and hopefully next time I do it, I'll be able to kind of clear, clear him a bit better. But, you know, every week you go, um, you notice you're getting better. I mean, we also did schoolboys, um, and I think two weeks ago when we first did them, I had to do it at half speed. And this week I just just did full speed, just grabbed him, schoolboy, got him into a pin. Perfect. Feels good. Been happy with it. Feels good as well, right? It does. Um, so, yeah, just these little bits. Um, strike, striking, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm really pathetic at. <laughs> but, you know, it'll come in time. Um, like, other than that, just little bits. We've uh, been working on the international as well. I mean, that's... Um, it's a basic thing, but it's, um, it takes a lot out of you just leaping and hip, um, oh, hip tossing. I forgot what the name of that was, <laughs> but all of that stuff, it just takes it out of you. And just, uh, when you do you get to the end of it, I have no idea how people do that and then still end up doing like a 40 minute match. I think that's the other thing you know, that is really interesting. Like I, it's amazing how quickly you do blow up and you do kind of get out of breath. And then, yeah, when you do start watching wrestling and you watch someone of sort of, you know, 10, 15 minute plus matches and you think to yourself, how the hell are they doing this? You know, I mean, you can see they're sort of, not gasping for air, but you can see they're sort of getting worn out. But you can, it's not, they just keep going. And sometimes they don't even look like they're sweating. I remember when sometimes Brock Lesnar wrestled and everybody was like, oh, he's all red and sweating. I'm like, yes, that's what happens. That's what happens to people. You're just used to these incredibly conditioned athletes and you've, you've gotten used to it. The other thing for me is I can't, I, I'm sure you've, I, I guess you've done stuff like headlock takeovers, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and don't you find it amazing that before you used to watch a headlock takeover on TV and it was a bit like, uh, you know, you, you don't really pay, I mean, you, you don't think it's bad, but you don't really pay any attention to it. And then you watch you know, you kind of do one yourself. And then, I don't know about you, but forever on, I was like, it's the greatest move I've ever seen. Like, when you see someone do it really smoothly, you actually start to appreciate how even the small things, especially how people transition stuff together, they're just brilliant. You know, they're just brilliant, brilliant, incredible. Yeah, like, again, pro wrestlers. And, oh, I don't know. It's just, I, I get a whole new respect and appreciation for all of it. Uh, um, there's, um, there's a guy at my school, he did a body slam to me. And as soon as I hit the floor, I was like, Jesus Christ, how is this not a finishing move? Oh, oh yeah. God. Like, it winded me. Yeah, I was going to say, did you forget to breathe out? That's a hard lesson to <laughs> learn, man. That's a hard, hard lesson to learn. Well, it was, um, I think it was like my first time taking it and just like everything going on, you're being turned upside down, you're having to post your, um, post your arm, you're having to uh, just do everything, just everything going through your head and then just suddenly out of nowhere, just oof, you've hit the floor. <laughs> Are you enjoying it, though? I think is the key thing. I mean, I think I've got an idea that you are, but I always find that question, you know, like, and, and not only that, not only are you enjoying it, but what's the, again, as I said at the start, I don't think there has to have been a goal, but everybody's different. What, um, yeah, what, what do you want to do with it now? Well, I am enjoying it. Um, just like the people, what you're doing, um, the fact that every single session I've had a laugh. Um and I do want to take it further. I want to just keep going. I mean, my end goal at the end, like obviously at the end, is to um, do something. Even if, even like my minimum goal is to just be a jobber. 
and just get squashed in two minutes. Even if that <laughs> happened, I would be happy. I get it, man. That was my thing. The problem you may have the problem I had. I was always said, like Evan always said to me, "Saying what's your goal?" I said, "I just want to do a match. I just want to cross it off." And then I did the match, and it was the greatest thing I've ever done. And I was like, "Right, that's it." And it became my um, it became my entire life until, unfortunately, yes, I did get injured. But hey ho, it's life. What are you going to do? So I think that may happen to you. I think you may you may get in there. You may you may uh, you may have a match, and that may be. I thought you were going to say, you know, you might get injured. I was like, thanks. Well, dude, you may do, but I would never, I would never wish that on you. Appeals, dude, I'll, I'll squash you, man. We'll have a match in Defiant. I can just like, you can just be some guy that comes out, and I'll beat you up. But deep down, we'll know, we'll know we've had this conversation, and it'll be absolutely beautiful, and we'll love it. Go for it. Um, I'll have a, I'll have a word because my train. I uh, didn't tell you who my trainers were. Um, one of my trainers is Nathan, uh, Nathan Cruz. Oh well, I mean Nathan so, Cruz. They, there you go. If I get big, if I get good enough, I'll go up to Nathan to say, Simon's agreed to do this. Can you just put a word? <laughs> He's got a win over me as well, that mofo. <laughs> um, without wanting to sort of, you know, break the fourth wall too much. Nathan Cruz is, I mean, I don't know who's met me. They think, I mean, if you had met him, you may have met the wrestling version. I hope Nathan doesn't mind me saying this. Uh, but Nathan Cruz, the, you know, the, the, the man behind the wrestler, is such a giving, smart, nice guy. It's almost ridiculous. Like, you know, when I do get back to it, no matter what happens, I will credit a huge step forward that I made because of everything that he talked to me about beforehand, afterwards, the feedback he gave me, you know, the confidence that he gave me in the ring, how effortless he was when he was in there. Like, you know, he is, he, he I, 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 I don't know sort of what the general opinion of him as a performer is. I mean, I really don't know in a bad way just because, you know, I'm sure everybody has their, has their own opinion. But I, mean, I, I, I my point is I don't want to call him underrated because that may be really unfair. But it certainly seems like he's, under, you know what I mean? It seems like he's underrated yeah. to me. Like he's just, he's just, he just, he knows what he's doing. He really does. And the fact that, you know, at one point he almost, he almost stopped doing this seems crazy to me now because... You know, no matter how far he goes or what he does, he's just a credit to have in the wrestling industry because of how much, if nothing else, he can teach other people. It is, it is nuts. Like it really, really is nuts. What a just a good dude he is. I mean, yeah. I mean, you see him at um, you see him at the training when he's like just watching. So what he'll do is he'll take the advanced group and they'll uh, watch them do a match. And him and Matt Myers, um, the other trainer, um, they'll sit um, they'll sit next to each other at the table, little notepad and watch the match and just when you see all the things so they'll pick up both different things like matt will look at the basics and be like you know you baby footing it um you're too many footsteps there this looked uh, rubbish you didn't connect with the crowd and then there's nathan just there like oh if you just looked up like an inch higher the crowd would have bought it and it's like he's seeing these little minuscule things and it's just it's kind of like watching a beautiful mind kind of thing um how just the little tiny things that it's picking up on just to make you better. Yeah, I, I think that's completely fair. Completely fair. Like it's, it is those little things as well. It's almost a cliche in wrestling now when people say that it's the little things. That's because it is. <laughs> like it's true. It is. You know. I, and I think I'm not saying that I notice it loads now. Of course I don't. I'm still, you know, I'm still miles behind that kind of curve. But you do start to recognise it more, especially the footsteps. You know, when you, I mean, you, you may not necessarily be able to sort of manage yourself, but I think there comes a point when you actually start looking at others and you start, you, you just sort of naturally start thinking, oh, he is taking too many steps. And, and not because you're, you're judging them, but in, just in a sense that you understand what they mean. Like, it's probably not something you, you would have even looked at before, but now it's been laid out for you. It starts to make loads of sense. Yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen a few people do it. Um, uh, although, to be fair, when, um, when Matt pointed it out to me, that I was babyfooting it, and he pointed it out like every single week. 
I think about the third weekend, I could see it in myself, and I was like, ah, all right, then I need, and I just focused on like watching the advanced group, just watching the footwork and the lockups and stuff. I wasn't watching the actual lockup, I was just watching the footwork, just trying to take away what I can learn from the bit that I'm really struggling at. But I think it's good to notice that as well, man. Like, the only way you're ever going to get better at those things is if you accept it. You know, you have to, you have to be able to, you know, accept your flaws to, to, to get better. If you don't do that, you know, arrogance comes before a fall and all that kind of stuff. So certainly, you know, and I, I know that I've got loads of, loads of stuff that I need, to, that I need to, 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 to work on. But I think that's half the fun as well, right? Like half the, half the fun is, is learning and is progressing. And I've said this a million times. I'll say it a million times more. If you go to wrestling for a few weeks and you don't like the bumps, you don't like the training, you don't like that, like, just quit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make you a loser. I, I really hate that kind of Instagram mentality of, oh, you couldn't, you couldn't put up with it, so you left. Yeah, that's okay. The most important thing is you gave it a try. But at the same time, you still have to be humble and you still have to be able to look introspectively at yourself and say, okay, I need to do better here and I need to do better there. Have you done anything with promos or anything like that? Uh, not yet. It's normally like the advanced group that are dealing with the promos. Uh, we're just more looking at taking bumps and um, doing drills and just um, the little moves. It's not at that point yet. How do you feel about it? Because a lot of people, a lot of people these days, especially, and people that talk to me, say that they actually prefer to focus on the wrestling side and just ignore promos altogether. I'll be the first to say I'm the opposite. Uh, I'm a talkative asshole. There's no, that's just what I love to do. I, I get excited when, you know, the idea of getting a promo to me, I guess to some people, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the same. If somebody offers me a match on any card, I'm over the moon. But, you know, I get excited. If someone said to me, right, Miller, I'm going to give you a mic and you have to go out in the ring and cut a promo. I'd be like, oh man, yes, this is the dream. Whereas I know a lot of people don't like doing that. Do you intimidate by it or do you think you'd be okay? Sometimes I think like, Oh, I could string, I could string together something um, like that, and then just, I'm in the car driving along. I'm like, I don't know about thirty seconds. That that thirty seconds is a long time to just deliver a promo. <laughs> so, um, I mean, at the minute when I'm selling, I can't even. I'm going to be honest; it's a flaw of mine. I can't uh, keep selling. I need to focus on that. So, God knows how I'd keep everyone's attention for thirty seconds, forty seconds of a promo. <laughs> Well, you learn though, man, isn't it? I think that's the other thing to remember as well is that much like you learn a headlock and how to transition that into, you know, a, a, a wrist lock or whatever, you, you learn how to put together a promo. Like it comes more naturally to some people than others, but so does the wrestling itself. Like, you know, that's the, I think people seem to forget that it all depends on what you're intimidated by and what you're naturally good at. But if you work at anything, you can get better at something. It's all about how much you, uh, you dedicate yourself to it. What's your schedule at the moment with wrestling too? How often do you go? What's your weekly sort of calendar? Uh, so what I do is, um, wrestling wise, I do three hours on a, um, sorry, on a Wednesday and then it's kind of my own stuff up until the next Wednesday. So I'll do three hours, three hours on a Wednesday there, um, an hour of football on a Thursday, sadly not this uh, week cause I'm doing this. Um, and then like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, gym work or go for a run and then Tuesday, Wednesday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday recovery and then just reset the cycle. But it's only one day there. The rest of the time you've got to kind of work on yourself. Yeah, of course. How is all this stuff away from it going too? Um, cause you said you lost the, you know, you lost a lot of weight, you got in shape, which is incredible anyway, dude. And I hope you give yourself the, you know, the plaudits you deserve for that. I know how hard that is. Like, 
the hard one I know I find the hardest thing to ever do is to pat yourself on the back a la Barra Horowitz but you know how you know so what kind of I'm not I don't mean this in a in a as a direct question as I mean it but when I say what kind of shape are you in now I mean for wrestling and yeah so how do you feel about all that kind of stuff so I would say I'm kind of average build at the minute um although someone might look at me and disagree with that um but yeah I'm slowly getting slowly getting stronger and whatnot like um I've set up um sorry I've signed up for a half marathon wow dude that's uh, tough man yeah to up my fitness a bit um I, i've done a started a burpee challenge with um a few people at work where every day you increase your amount of burpees by one no, that, that sounds like the worst thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> um i've got a personal trainer uh, that i see on sundays uh for an hour um so like every every probably every week i'm slowly getting better i'm slowly getting stronger because i'm going to be honest i had no upper body strength at all um this time last year so the fact that i have got some now and that i can just get through the warm-up at um at training just kind of speaks to to itself of how much i've improved yeah. i mean my, my i'm not gonna lie my arms are also lacking a lot um, and I'm saying that to you. So mine are basically toothpicks compared to you. Nah, dude, that's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not how it works, man. Because it's all about. Um, it's all relative, isn't it? And you know, your focus should be. I mean, how much weight did you lose? If you don't mind, I think we talked about this before. But remind me. So last year I lost 35 pounds. This year I've gained nine, but that's like muscle mass. Exactly. So um, for people listening, 35 pounds is around about two and a half stone. So when I say it's all relative, what I mean is, man, you shouldn't be putting yourself down because of your what you deem to be, you know, negative. You should be putting yourself over for, you know, inc- smashing the gym and losing two and a half stone. I imagine that took an incredible amount of effort on your end. It did. I changed my diet up quite a bit, uh, varied it up a fair bit. And, um, like, my friend got me into watching bits of CrossFit, obviously not strong enough to do CrossFit, but I got to take little bits away from it, little fun bits to do, like wall balls and et cetera, and it just varied up my gym routine. What did you do with your diet? I know we're kind of veering off course here, but hey, wrestling and diet and bodybuilding, <laughs> they all tie in. Like, they, they are. Um, and I know sometimes people like me talking about it as well. Like, because I just, I find it fascinating because I know people that have lost weight because they, you know, they cut out fizzy drinks, they cut out beer. They just realized, you know, woke up one day and actually figured out what sugar was. I don't mean that in a bad way. A lot of people don't. I've got a friend. I won't name his name because that'd be mean, but he didn't. Re- I mean, this is a bit silly, but he didn't realize that sugar was carbohydrates, and he thought he was on a, you know, on a, on a sugar um, diet, and he was putting sugar in his coffee. And I just, you know, just it's a long time ago. I just casually brought him up. I went, "Oh, I thought you were on a." He goes, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Dude, you're putting sugar in your tea." He didn't know, and you know, you can laugh at that, but you, if people don't know, they don't know. So, what kind of things did you cut out? Or was it more a case of again another fine way to do it, just smashing cardio until you want to stab yourself in the face? <laughs> no sadly it went to that extreme uh so like for about maybe two months i cut out all meat um or the majority of meat and switched to corn because of the calorie versus uh protein content in that um i then varied it up to um for example we had more soups uh for a few months um maybe had a um, bigger breakfast so less lunch for another couple of months every couple of months i varied it up i even went on a milkshake diet you know where you put the powder in the water you shake it and meal yeah. replacement did that for a month or so which i will never do again 
Um, uh, at the minute, I'm doing six months of the year with no fizzy drinks and six months with fizzy drinks because to, to kind of weed myself off of them. Um, I don't drink at all, by the way, um, so no calories from that. So that's a good thing as well. Um, but yeah, I just kept, I constantly just kept varying up, um, varying up the diet and, um, just what I had, uh, sometimes I'd give myself the rare little treat as well. At the minute I'd have, um, a handful of cashew nuts just for the healthy fats. Um, and every, every week, whenever I've had like a hard workout and my muscles are aching, I'll have a 50 gram protein shake, um, just to kind of jolt it up. Um, and a the other month, actually, I had that cottage cheese um, protein shake that you, you suggested. You, you beat me up. You beat me to it, dude. I was <laughs> I was going to bring this up before we before we transition, but you go, man. You you brought it up. You go, my friend. Yeah. So, in case anyone missed it, um, so you were on about the weird protein shakes, and you mentioned that you did one with cottage cheese. I and did. I thought, I thought that sounds that sounds weird, and I'm always it up was, for, yeah. <laughs> I'm always up for a bit of a lark. So. Um, in one of your Ask Miller Anythings, I asked you um, what the proportions were because me and my friend were interested in doing it. Uh, my friend has not done it yet. Um, <laughs> I think when I described, I think when I described it to him, he got a bit put off. But I said I'd bring it into work, and it, it just kind of solidified by the time I'd bring it to work. So, um, but what it was was just two scoops of this protein powder that I had, which came up to 50 grams of protein. Um, half a tub. I only did half because I'm a wuss. <laughs> half a tub of cottage <laughs> cheese. Um, I don't think there was anything else. It was just milk. Uh, milk to up to the top of this um, bullet blender cup. Put it in the blender. Blend it up. And then drank it and hated myself for it. <laughs> I think it's all right. It's it was it was nice. It tasted it did taste just like a normal protein shake, but it was so thick. Um, I think I had to hold the cup up for about five <laughs> seconds before it started moving. And I could just feel every gulp just like slopping into the bottom of my stomach. <laughs> it is like that. I mean, it, it does. That's the thing. People think it's going to taste like cheese, which makes sense because it's got cottage cheese in it. But cottage cheese doesn't really taste like cheese. I don't even know what cottage cheese is. It's just weird. So basically all it does is it thickens the shake. And, you know, if you kind of get the right balance of everything else, it kind of tastes a bit like a milkshake. That's why I used to do it. And also, it was just a really good drink to take. You know, if you're in a rush, you could down that. And, you know, you've got your proteins and your fats. And, you know, and obviously uh, cottage cheese is a really good uh, slow-releasing protein. So if you, you knew you weren't going to be able to eat for a few hours, it just it just tidied you over. But I am very proud that you took it, my friend. I'm not going to lie. And I will, I, will put, I will put the challenge out there now. If anybody wants to... Uh, Try the Simon Miller Protein uh, Cottage Cheese Challenge. Please do. My man Tom has just run it down for you. You don't even need the recipe. You know what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, if I fancy bottling it up, come on, we can split the profits 50-50. Oh, man, I tell you this right now. I tell you this right now. I, Me and my mate, who got me into this ages ago, years ago, before nutrition had blown up and before, uh, you know, before it was as big as it is now, we used to blend oats. That's what we used to do. So you put protein, oats in a blender, put water, milk, whatever, blend it up. And no one was doing that at the time. Now they are everywhere. If only we had had the entrepreneurial sense to try and, you know, make something of that, who knows where we would have been now. And we curse ourselves pretty much on a daily basis. So maybe I should take advantage of the cottage cheese. <laughs> the problem is somebody would have already done it. That's the problem now. There is a supplement for everything. Well, right. just, just, just lie and just don't tell people. <laughs> 
hope, hope no one's heard of it. It's true. It's true. But dude, honestly, man, I'm really glad you're enjoying uh, the wrestling training. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to speak on your behalf, so please correct me otherwise. But I would guess if anybody else said to you, should I do it, you would, uh, you would give them a resounding yes. Uh, yeah, in fact, there's a mate of mine who um, kind of got me into watching the whole CrossFit stuff. And he's on about like needing to get into shape and all that. And I said to him, you do so well that you would love this. He would just like water at the mouth at the warm up that we do. Um, In fact, actually, can I just tell people what our warm up is? You certainly can, mate. You can also you can also explain that the the word warm up is bollocks when it comes to wrestling warm ups. (laughs) It's warm up. It's like whatever. Warm up my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, so that we do a couple of variations of it. I'll give you um i'll give you guys um an idea of three of them um so these are the warm-up slash jelly leg routines um as i call them because you will have jelly legs by the end of it um one you can do at home is get a deck of cards um for every suit every suit is a different exercise every number is your quantity so you'll draw the first card it'll be the five of spades you'll have to do five push-ups next card will be six of diamonds you'll do six sit-ups um, and you just go through that until you've done the entire deck. And it, if you try and do it as quickly as you can, and you will always feel really bad towards the end, but it's got every <laughs> muscle every muscle you want worked, and you didn't have to pay for a gym membership. <laughs> um, and, you run, and that normally takes about the first half an hour. So you've got another two and a half hours after that. Yeah. Uh, go on. No, I was just going to say, that you mentioned it, the good thing about... Um having you know going to wrestling training and then giving that to you is that you do kind of, i mean it's always better to go to the gym as well but you do get such a good workout if you don't want to you'll you know they, they, they kind of push you with body exercises so you'll be working muscles you'll be doing cardio it is a really good balanced workout yeah it's, so it is a workout and it's a warm-up because obviously if you know if you're going to be doing like sunset flips and stuff and um, like running the ropes and stuff like that, you're going to want to be loose. You're going to want every muscle worked out. You're going to want your back and your arms all sorted out, ready to hop up to your feet and whatnot. So if you didn't do this, then you're going to either hurt yourself or hurt some, um, someone else. So it kind of works twofold, but you'll gradually work out that you are getting better. I think... Uh, so you go, mate. Go, man. You go. Oh, no, no, no. You, you said what you were going to say. Well, I was, no, was going to say... I, the second one. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there as well. Like one of the reasons... Um, you know, when I've I've never really had a proper injury other than the one that I've suffered. But any time I've ever, you know, if I've been sort of banged the wrong way or whatever in training, one of the reasons I always stop is because the other person, you quickly realize that in pro wrestling as well. You're like, okay, I don't care if I get hurt, but I know deep down, you know, my head's a little bit, you know, razzed or whatever, where I need to, I, I can't hurt anybody else. You know, that's the, that, that's the, that, that, that's such an important thing that you have to start thinking that way. And you don't really in other sports, but obviously here you have to make sure that you don't, uh yeah you don't you don't hurt anybody because that's not what wrestling is about yeah um i mean the worst thing you can do is if you do um like accidentally like ram your knee into someone's face or something you you do feel like crap just because like you didn't get the height that you need or something like that yeah um so it is better to warm up and like feel loose and everything and ready to do what you're doing what was the second part you were going to talk about all right, so the second one, so like different weeks, we do different ones. I'm not saying that you'll go and you'll, your warm-up will consist of three stages. It'll only have one. Um, so another one we do is run around the ring. Um, every time 
Nathan, it's normally Nathan that does this one. Um, every time he shouts left hand, left hand to the floor, huh. same with your right, same with both. Jump in the air, you jump in the air. they will say stop and then they'll give you like, when I say stop, do 50 squats. You'll stop, 50 squats, and carry on running. And yeah, you'll just do that. I think that one might be the better one. Um, just because when you're running, it kind of loosens your legs back up and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that's another one. And I'll quickly go into the third one. The third one is just um, one that Matt loves doing. It's um, that'll give you like, okay, we're going to do 20 squats and then 20 of this variation and then 20 of this variation and 20 of this variation and do them all again. All right, now we'll do the middle. And you'll be there for about a good 40 minutes as he like burns all of your body. But yeah, so if you think if you are thinking I would love to do it, but I don't think I'm fit enough or anything like that, what I did was I got a deck of cards and I did the card one. I did that maybe once a week. Smart. And yeah, and you just make sure so you see how far you can go. I mean, you haven't got a whole class around you, so you take your time and time yourself and try and beat it and try and get the best time you can. And when you feel comfortable uh, doing it, you know, you could be worn out by the end, but as long as you're comfortable doing it, I think at that point you're ready. Yeah. No, I, I think the other thing, I did the same thing before I decided I was going to go. When I, when, sorry, when I decided I was going to go, I felt like I had to, you know, arrive in some kind of shape. And I actually think that was probably a detriment, you know, because no matter what shape you can get in, there is such a thing as, you know, pro wrestling shape. And the only way you can get into that shape is by being a, you know, it was is by at least training like a, uh, like like a pro wrestler. So you know, absolutely, you know, do what you can uh, before you go. But I always found that the, the best thing to do is just go, and then when you're there, you'll you'll get in that kind of shape because that's what that's part of the training, right? The training is to to make sure you get in the, in in the shape that you need to get in. Yeah, it gives. Um, so if you feel like you're not getting the workout that you need, like this is part of it, but I could do more. Uh, just take what you've learned there, take it home, take it to the gym, and do like do whatever workouts you can at the gym. Like you think, you know, oh, I've got to jump over the top rope, uh, but I keep feeling knackered. Well, there's box jumps at the gym. Go and do some box jumps. Mm. Um, wear yourself out. Get the cardio in. Get the and make sure you can still jump even though you're tired. Absolutely that. And eventually you will start seeing it all come together. As the, the greatest thing about pro wrestling is that you may not see it week in, week out, but eventually you'll, you'll, you'll give yourself some time to think about it. And you'll be like, oh, wait, it is all coming together, slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, personally for me, um, one of the things that got me going was uh, that I'd gone from like being kind of tight-fitted in a large shirt to now I can wear medium shirts. Yeah. Um, so you see that, and it's like, I'm obviously on the right tracks. It keeps you going. You keep motivated and you keep pushing. That's what it's all about, man. That is what it's all about. And I think the fact that your journey started, you know, with you losing all that weight to begin with, I think it's badass, man. I think without wanting to sound like your dad, you should be very, <laughs> you should be very proud of yourself, dude. I think it takes a lot of moxie and focus. Thanks. I don't think my dad's ever said moxie, but okay. <laughs> no, 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 no one says moxie but me. I just want, I just want to keep that era alive. Never let it die. <laughs> Never let it die, uh, dude. Before we do move on to um, any any other sort of uh, bits of this happening, is there anything else you want to mention when it comes to pro wrestling training? Uh, 
not that I can think of, obviously. Um, be respectful if you do go, shake everyone's hands, although everyone will just walk up to you and go to shake your hand anyway and introduce themselves. I don't think I've ever met a bad person um, at wrestling school or like that. I mean, um, yeah, it's just uh, before you leave, say bye to everyone. Um, I mean, everyone there is so nice that I was hugging people within um, about three weeks. Instead of handshakes, people were just going up for hugs yeah. after about three weeks. Everyone just, you know, they're, um, where I am, they're pretty chill um, and very respectful. Like, you get on with everyone. I don't think I've had a, I've got a bad word really to say about anyone there. No, I, on, the, on the subject as well of sort of like wrestling etiquette too, I know some people have said to me, uh, said to me in the past, that they're shy, like they 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 are intrinsically shy, and they struggle to do stuff with that. That's okay. Like you know, people at wrestling understand that you, that you you'll give off that vibe. And you know, I had a few people say they don't want to go in case they get any of that stuff wrong, or they don't shake someone's hand. As you've just said, people will come up to you. Like it's all right. Yeah, you don't don't let that intimidate you anymore. Like no one, especially in a training environment, is gonna you know drag you over the coals because you didn't shake the hand. As long as they can tell it comes from a place of where you are, you're just a bit of an introvert. That's cool. That's cool. You should you should still be allowed to go. And as Thomas has just said, in a few weeks you'll warm up, you'll know everybody, and you can just act like you're at home and act like you're with a bunch of friends. Yeah, I mean, no one there will want you to leave because obviously you keep the numbers up, it keeps going, and you get better classes because. You know, you separate into bigger groups and stuff. And you maybe cover more things. You might get more groups with more personal, like more trainers, split, like taking individual groups and stuff like that. So no one ever wants anyone to leave or like that. They don't want like that's not like oh, it's a new person. Let's make them feel uncomfortable unless yeah, they exactly, do exactly yeah. the right thing. They'll embrace you with open arms and like I'm so proud of you for wanting to try this. Go on, give it a go. Let's see what you got. Yeah, exactly. So don't don't worry about stuff like that. It's all. You know, at the end of the day, it's done for you. And if you start going up the chain, and sure, if you get to bigger companies, then there are certain rules you have to follow. But that's the same with any with any job. You know, you wouldn't walk into to a bank and, and not do certain things. And the same with pro wrestling. But certainly don't go because you don't think you're fit enough or you don't think you're, you have a big enough personality or you're shy. All of those things will help just by putting yourself out there. And again, as I always like to stress, don't worry about it if you go and then realize it's not for you. That's fine as well. There's nothing wrong with something trying, crossing off your list and going and trying something else. The cool thing is that you went to try it. And you may be like Thomas, that Thomas has embraced it, and now who knows where he's going to end up. Well, apparently getting squashed to me on <laughs> 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 a Defy wrestling show. But still, whoever thought that would happen, I still don't think it would happen. You, I'll, probably, I'll probably do the job, let's face it. That's probably what will happen. Um, but I do, I think it's really cool, man. I think it's a really, really cool story, and I really appreciate you coming on here and talking about it. I mean, because I like talking about it too. Like, it's one of the... It's such a strange thing when you look back on it, especially now as we sit and do it, that I remember the intimidation, the worry, the, you know, can I actually do this? What am I doing? And now you sit here and it's still there, especially for me, a little bit, because eventually I'm going to get to go back once my shoulder actually eventually calms down after this nightmare. And Um, it it would take... Sorry, Sorry, I just remembered something when you were on about all that stuff there. Uh, I just remembered there is actually another story. Um, we, um, We had to do a rumble. So rumbles are always a good lot of fun, as you'll know, because you debuted in a rumble, I believe. Um, unless I'm Certainly. misremembering. No, facts. I did, I did. Best best moment of my life. <laughs> I thought you did. Um, I thought I won't go in loopy. That was a while ago. Um, so yeah, we, we had a few goes at a rumble. First one, uh, everyone got told was shockingly bad. Um, a lot of people go into the ground, which is something you don't actually think of. Just like 
you think, oh, I'm going to keep out of the way. All right, well, I'll just take this guy. We'll just start like beating him up on the ground. Well, no one wants to see that in a rumble because you're supposed to be up on your feet trying to get him over the ropes. Um, so personally, for me, I am confident. But like, if there's 20 people I don't know and I'm the one out, you know, I feel a bit um, bit of a spare part and whatnot. This is how comfortable I felt after about a month, maybe a month and a half of being there. The second rumble came up. I found a Goku Super Saiyan vest in my a tank top in my tra- <laughs> in my training bag because um, I was going to wear it um, if I didn't watch this movie. There was a guy there. Uh, long story on that, but it was in my bag. I went up to the guy and I said, "Oh, you know what? I should put this on." So went for the next rumble and I put it on under my shirt. Walked out and I got told by Matt Myers to go up and body slam. Um, Ben in the ring so I'd never done a body slam before I thought you know what this is going to be quite funny so my entrance music hit walked out um, very little reaction to me walking out I look at myself I'm too weedy um, and I take off my top and underneath got Goku um, tank top and I just start screaming like I'm charging up to go Super Saiyan and then run into the ring and start delivering some body slams brilliant um, and I just got such a pop and such a rush from it. And say I'd only been there for a month and a half. That's how comfortable I felt. You feel so comfortable so quickly there. There you go. You see? You see it? And you can have those moments too. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Go out and live your dream. People don't do it enough these days. There's too many naysayers. Too many people saying no. And I hate that. If anyone ever says no to you, they're just being an asshole. And it's probably because they got some negative stuff in their life, which still sucks and they should seek help. But if they're not, don't let them drag uh, you down as well. If you've got that feeling inside you and you just want to know, there's nothing wrong with going out and um, and seeing. That's it. That's it. Just go out and see. Take it like that. Don't don't overthink it. Go out there. Have a couple of resting sessions. If you want to continue it, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. It's all good. It's all easy. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, what else do you want to talk about then? Because I think I've exhausted everything to do with that topic. <laughs> Oh, no, I, do. I, I could talk about it forever, but I thought for the last uh, sort of 15 minutes or so, we should throw something else in. What I thought we would talk about, as it's always a controversial topic, is the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards came out. Are you a Wrestling Observer reader or frequenter, my friend? I know of it, and I like the awards and stuff. I'll look into it. Actually, I've got a YouTube video ready in my queue uh, to look at the awards, so I've not seen them yet. So, Are you, happy, I, I, are you happy to talk about it, though? You're not spoilers yeah, yeah. or anything like that? No, 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 go for it. Okay, because some people are weird, and I'm, I, don't, I just don't care. Well, I don't care about spoilers. I never have. And I remember somebody somebody tried this on me once, and they deliberately sent me all these spoilers for stuff. And I'm like, dude, I just don't care. I can still enjoy something. It's like, you know, life's too short to get upset about spoilers. Um, well, go for it. Tell me. You get live reactions right, right now. Well, we'll go through it one by one, and we'll, we'll have a discussion, and then that will be that. Also, it will, it will prompt people going crazy as well. Uh, so there's quite a lot. I may, I may skip over some, but some I'd like proper proper chats about. The Obviously, the big one is the rest of the year awards. Uh, the top three were Akada in, in um, descend, ascending order, were Akada, Tanahashi, and Kenny Omega. I think that's fair, really, when I sat down to, to think about it. I mean, if you are a very WWE-centric person, I understand that probably goes right over your head, uh, which is fine. You can be WWE-centric. That's perfectly cool. But for me, I think given everything he's done the last 12 months, not only from an in-ring point of view, but how much more aware people are of him, I think that kind of underlines, I don't really think you could have given it to anybody else this year. So, And also, if you don't know, the Wrestling Observer Awards are voted for by the readers. Dave gets one vote, but these aren't Dave Meltzer's awards. It's the readers of the Wrestling Observer Awards. And they vote for Kenny Omega, and I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I can't. Um, I'm, uh, while you were talking there, I was thinking, 
Like, Okada's been... I wouldn't put Okada in the top two, which rightfully is third. And I'm thinking, would I put him third? And just thinking through my head, I don't think there's anyone I could have replaced him with. So, yeah, he, he would be third. He's had... He's not had, like, the blowout year like the Kenny Omega feud, but he is still... You watch him, like, all in. Um, and he, in my opinion, he was one of the top matches. Um, just no matter what, one of the top matches, consistent performer. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely... I, I think... I don't think I saw enough of Tan. I saw all the sort of the, the the top line Tanahashi matches. I probably should have seen a few more, but you know, anyone that can come back and win the IWGP title at Wrestle Kingdom at that age after everything he's done, I think they're I think they're all good shouts. You know, I don't think there's anybody in in WWE that really had an amazing twelve months to kind of tackle that. So yeah, I would agree with all three. I would agree with all three. Yeah, uh, so what was the next one? Uh, the next one is the most outstanding wrestler. Don't really understand why they have two. But you know, we'll, we'll, you know, again, it was third Okada, second Ibushi, obviously Kenny Omega, which makes perfect sense. Tag team of the year. Uh, third place was Kyler Riley and Roderick Strong. Second place to Golden Lovers. And of course, the first one were the Young Bucks. Again, absolutely deserve it. I probably would have put the Usos in there, but I think the problem with that is that WWE, hopefully that's changing as we talk. You know, WWE doesn't push the tag teams as much as New Japan do. Uh, and obviously you've got Carla riding Roderick Strong from there down in NXT. And the, obviously the Dusty Classic, if nothing else, proves how much they push that. But I, I think it's correct. I mean, the Young Bucks have had good matches with every tag team in the year, uh, in 2018-19. And the only people they haven't are people in WWE, but that's for reasons that we know. So I would agree with that as well. I mean, I, I would flip second and third. Uh, only because I don't think we really saw too much of the Golden Lovers. That's fair. Because That's obviously fair, yeah. they're, they're singles people. They do their own stuff um, separate to one another. I do think they are great, but I think like um, I don't think we saw enough of them. And just looking at Kyle O'Reilly as well, his facial expressions and just everything he does is just uh, perfect. Like every, It keeps you sucked in. Uh, I think his team with Roddy Strong was great. Uh, so I, I would just flip second and third, but yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, well, fair enough, dude. Uh, going on, uh, best on interviews. Third place, Becky Lynch. Second place, Samoa Joe. First place, Daniel Bryan, which always makes me laugh because I remember when everyone used to tell me that Daniel Bryan couldn't cut interviews. And here we are in 2019, he's winning awards. I'd actually flip first and second. Only because while I think Daniel Bryan's interviews as a heel have been amazing, he only started doing that character about, what, four months ago? Three months ago? I can't remember the timeline. Whereas Samoa Joe, for me, has been cutting amazing promos all year. Like, Samoa Joe doesn't cut bad promos. So I would flip them for that reason, but that to me is, that's a very minor criticism. I think, I think maybe you could even push for Daniel Bryan more, given that there was this ridiculous notion that he couldn't cut promos, where clearly he can. I... I... I would actually go one better than that. I would put Daniel Bryan third and bump everyone up one. Um, Samoa Joe, d- yeah, doesn't get too much promos um, because obviously he's kind of been a bit misused in my opinion, but the promos that is given, I would say he's got like a 90% um, success rate with um, 95, only because I de- like there might be a promo I'm think- and forgetting of. Uh, Becky Lynch, second half of the year, absolutely amazing. And if we're including Twitter game as well, it's just been dominating. Even like the slide jabs actually on TV have been great. Um, but Daniel Bryan, I just tried to think, what was he doing before the heel character? And, oh God, yeah, it was Big Cass. Um, yeah, I can't remember a good thing about that, really. Big Cass, <laughs> eh? We all forgot about Big Cass quickly. We would all have forgotten about Enzo too, but he keeps... 
he, he's never <laughs> he's never going to go away. So uh, he did a shoot interview recently, and I, I just I just don't want to watch it, and I don't know why, but I have no interest in watching it at all. Um, um, I saw that he praised Dusty Rhodes, but other than that, I didn't really have any interest. <laughs> no, it's not just 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 yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, promotion of the year was New Japan. Uh, WWE was in second, and Ring of Honor was in third. I think that's pretty much fair. Um, you know, I know people uh, criticize WWE, but it's not like they had the worst year ever. And I think New Japan did have a standout year in 2018. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch much Ring of Honor, so I'll take their word for it. But again, I did try and watch the odd match uh, that I was told to, and they were all, bre- they were all great. Uh, and it's, I, you know, I, I don't think Impact was ever going to get in there, for example. Um, and then that, that's really, you know, there, I know there's other stuff out there, but it's, uh, they, I don't think they're ever going to sort of get in there. Uh, um, I agree with that order. I don't watch much uh, Ring of Honor like, unless something spectacular happens and everyone's on the internet like, oh, you've got to watch this. Then I'll watch it. But uh, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, that. Yeah, I do too. Um, where's the next one? Uh, best weekly show. <laughs> Hilarious. The third was N- New Japan on Axis, which is not a real show. Uh, the second was Being the Elite, which is not a real show. And the winner was, N- <laughs> was, was NXT, which actually a best weekly show, I to say, which probably is the best weekly show on TV in terms of consistency, storylines, uh, characterization, development. You know, despite it being the quote unquote develop, I think that's probably, I, again, I would, I, I, I find it hard to, to argue it. Yeah, I mean, uh, NXT is really good. I mean, um, it's kind of a situation where you're forced into long-term booking because they exactly, film yeah. so many weeks in advance, which kind of proves long-term booking does work. Um, when you go to Raw and Raw's been rewritten and the scripts aren't finalized until half an hour into the show, um, and the fact that they've not, they're not in that top three there, but the show that's forced into like long, uh, long storylines. I mean, fair enough. Sometimes it goes a bit wrong, like when um, Alistair Black got injured. Um, just before one of the takeovers, but they, they worked it out. Well, it's, so, it's the same with Gargano at the moment, isn't it? Like it's, uh, yeah. it, it, you just have to adapt on the fly. I mean, fair enough for them. They didn't. They um, they had another set of tapings uh, to do to sort out the Champa problem, but the Alistair Black one they didn't. They just had to film something there and then, just in the park, um, in the car park, didn't they? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it just proves it works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've lost my sheet. There it is. Uh, match of the year. Third was Almas and Gargano from TakeOver Phoenix. Second was Ibushi Tanahashi, the G1 Finals. And of course, match of the year was Omega versus Okada at Dominion. Uh, I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, the fact that you can only appreciate that match if you've seen the other three or whatever it is that they've done kind of sums up why it was so good. You know, it's like watching an episode of Seinfeld. It required you to put in the time and effort, and even then, you uh, you got the you know you got the the most out of the other side. So yeah, just it's just excellent. Um, I think the biggest shock of that, like I'm not shocked by the results there, except from the fact that Gorgano and Almas was this year. It feels so long ago. It's true. That's crazy. How where does the time go? But yeah, that was an absolutely amazing match. Um, I think I watched that like maybe. I think about two or three times. Um, like the next day, I just had to rewatch it. I'm trying to think, and my brain is is is, is trying to scour if there's anything else. I don't think we're missing anything. I don't think there's any WWE matches, but I don't think there was. Maybe the NXT ladder match. I really did love that. I'm just trying to think what it was. 
I mean, I love personally. I loved the Velveteen Dream versus Tomasa Champa yeah, War that, Games. That, that was great too. Yeah. I mean, there was. Um, I'm not gonna lie. There was moments I was off my seat and thinking, "This is where they're gonna. This is where they're gonna do Velveteen Dream. What, what's going on?" And uh, just swerved at the end. Um, yeah, it was great. I, I personally, yeah. If any other one was going to be in contention there, I would put either the ladder match because that was so brilliantly worked, or this. Yeah, I agree. There we go. Uh, where are we going? Uh, we'll do the MVPs as one big one. I think that I, I don't like the specific MVPs, but it's not my list. Uh, North America MVP AJ Styles, Japan MVP Kenny Omega, Mexico MVP La Park, Europe MVP Walter, non heavyweight MVP Will Ospreay, women's MVP Becky Lynch. I mean, yeah, you know, I, what would you even say to counter any of those? I, w- no. I, w- I would agree with them all. Um, best box office draw, Cunny, C- Conor McGregor. It's true, because he that's a fact. He, he made loads of money for UFC. Uh, feud of the year, LA Park versus Rush in third. Khabib versus McGregor second. Champa versus Gagano in first, uh, which makes the whole situation recently even worse. But again, other than maybe AEW versus WWE, which was not a real feud, but certainly has changed the landscape, I think you'd have to be hard-pushed to, to defend a... a anything else i think gargano champa even with the last minute yeah sort of curveball has been brilliant well last time champa went out with an injury you know it um, extended the feud we've now had this feud going for three years and it's still red hot so you never know it could come back in 14 months after this and fully recovered and pick up where they left off with some elaborate storyline and you know get getting back in there and getting another rivalry the year feud of the year sorry no you ain't wrong you ain't you ain't wrong by any stretch of the imagination and uh, injuries suck you know it's um it's one of those things as well we probably should have talked about earlier but in you you can never foresee an injury like um i've just forgotten her name now because that's how stupid life works the uh chelsea green thank you brain chelsea green had her first match at nxt the other day and she broke her wrist and i bet she's you know it's it's awful what can you do that's the body it just you never know what in what you know way it's going to bend and break and especially when you're putting it in an environment like pro wrestling and some of the people that just my point being some people just jump all over that shit like bro come on man think about these things good for her though she finished the match and um still won so yeah, exactly exactly and i i think yeah, people forget they're just human beings under there uh most improved hangman page most charismatic naito uh the brian danielson award for best technical wrestler which is that say be a junior daniel bryan was in second which is <laughs> hilarious but he didn't he didn't really have that many technical matches did he? he had that one against aj styles but otherwise he was involved obviously with brock lesnar and like you said i can't even remember what he was doing before he turned heel now so you know i don't really the fact that he's in there alone i think is is more of a nod than anything else Right now, the best technical wrestler in the world is Zack Sabre Jr., and I don't think that would change for a while, personally. No, um, even like he's, he's just, it's so weird to say, he's so bendy that he comes up with just all these different oh, moves crazy. he never once thought of. Absolutely crazy. Like he's, that's the thing, he's not only technical, he's innovative with it as well. Um, but I won't, I won't say Daniel Bryan has been that technical, especially since he's turned heel. It's more, nice. um, more like demented um, stomping on your head kind of stuff yeah it is so i i think it makes sense. i just like that he's in second uh, it made me laugh uh breast brawler tomohira ishii best flying wrestler will osprey most overrated baron corbin most underrated finn balor rookie of the year ronda rousey uh on that one as well second place was uh 
Haya Shishitita. I don't know who that is. You have to forgive me. And third was Brian Pillman Jr. I agree with Ronda Rousey being Rookie of the Year. I think she's had one of the best years in pro wrestling ever. And I will stand by that even when crazy people on the internet yell at me. Like, you may like her, you may hate her. But I think I think she's done great. I really, really do. I don't see how they could have done it any better, if I'm honest. Yeah, uh, sorry. There was one uh, one you thread out in that list then. And um, I was going to say something. I was waiting for you to finish it. It's just flopped out of my head. What was it? Uh, most underrated Finn Balor, most overrated Baron Corbin, best flyer. That was it. Just how, how, how rated must Baron Corbin be to be overrated? Um, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do enjoy Baron Corbin. Um, I think he's used in the wrong position at the moment. Um, although he is getting screen time, which um, is proven to be quite a difficult thing. Like Apollo Crews has got all the talent, no screen time. Um, but yeah, just the moves like the deep six and that running around the corner when he's um, Irish whipped into the corner, runs back into the ring, clothesline. I, I think he is good, but I, I wouldn't say he's overrated. So the fact he's overrated kind of, shows just how lowly rated people think he is i think that's more of a you're on my tv too much they see it i'd say over over exposed i would say go away heat yeah yeah i I would say overexposed as opposed to overrated but never mind uh best non-wrestler paul Heyman. best tv announcer kevin kelly worst tv announcer jonathan coachman Uh, interestingly second was michael cole and third was renee young just, I was I was going to say I'm surprised Renee Young's not in there. Like I do enjoy Renee Young, but just I don't know if it's the stuff she's been given through the headset or what. It's just it's it's not contributing to a thing. I think I think they're all just they're all just screwed by the production. You know that's uh, what can you do, right? What can also you do? with the with the best ones, where did Mauro Ronaldo come? Did he come second? Uh, best? Where am I looking? I can't find it now. Of course I can't. Uh, yes, best TV announcer, Kevin Kelly first, Mauro Lennon second, Nigel McGuinness third, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to check that he was uh, second yeah, at least. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, best major wrestling show was New Japan Dominion. Um, but worst race, uh, you can guess this. What do you think the worst major wrestling show of last year was? Oh, um, Great Balls of Fire? No, it was WWE Crown Jewel. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Fair. I think it's fair. Uh, Best wrestling maneuver, the one winged angel. I think that no one's ever kicked out of it, so you've got to give shout-outs to that one. Most disgusting promotional tactic was WWE-Saudi Arabia relationship. Worst TV show was Raw. Hilarious. Um, I don't think Raw is the worst. Well, we don't need to talk about it. Worst match of the year, DS versus... uh, DX versus Brothers Destruction of Crown Jewel. Worst feud of the year, Bailey versus Banks. Agreed, because it never took place. Worst promotion of the year, WWE, who also came second in best promotion of the year. Just saying. So that kind of sums up the the thing. Best book of Gato, promoter of the year, Dani, uh, best gimmick Velveteen Dream, worst gimmick Constable Corin, best book Eggshells, don't know what it is, and best documentary Andre the Giant. There it is, Wrestling Observer Awards. I'm sure we'll be arguing about until at least six weeks' time. Uh, <laughs> very interesting ones there, especially towards the end. I like it. I think the thing I've always said this with Wrestling Observer, Wrestling Observer is that um, it's just a guy's opinion. And Dave Meltzer's opinion certainly does carry weight because he's been doing it so long and he's a wrestling historian and he's built up that reputation and that reputation should be respected to a point. But at the end of the day, it's just a guy. And that's all you have to see it as. It's just a guy talking. That's that. Easy peasy. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he gives himself like um, 100 votes in this. Or like that. It's one guy, he gets one vote. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, that's the internet for you. It's all good. Such is life. And on that note, we will end it controversially. I'm sure loads of people are going, what? And it's like, it's all right, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really enjoyed that chat. I felt like it was something different for the podcast. And, you know, hopefully it's inspired some people to boot at the same time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I hope so. um, I hope people get at least interested and even look it up or just think, you know, that's an interesting way to get fit doing that card game thing. Anything to really help anyone. And where, where are you training again in case anybody's in the area and they want to go down there? Yeah, um, it's in Hull at Eastmount Recreation Centre. It's for New Generation Wrestling. Um, they've got a proving ground show there in uh, July. I think it's the 13th of July. There's going to be a proving ground show. It's just got like people coming up from the academy um, and a few people from... Um, roundabouts there's a few people that show up for defiant as well that are going to be well that were there at the last one so they're possibly going to be there this time and it's if you want to see what you could become um most of the people there have come through the development uh process so you could just look at that there's people that have been there for only a few years and they are still in the show so just go have a look think you know this is amazing sign up there you go kapow right there do it Thomas, where can people find you on Twitter as well? Uh, so I don't have Twitter, um, but on Instagram, <laughs> I'm at, uh, at Callum Rever, which is my um, wrestling name I made up when I was very young for the bad guy that I was against and don't, ended up liking him more. <laughs> don't, wor- don't worry about it, dude. I put, I put 316 at the end of my Twitter name. I never thought, I didn't know what my future was. And here I am. And there ain't no going back. <laughs> But yeah, so you can follow me on there. I normally just put up uh, workout stuff on there. Um, just anything I find and just film in the gym. Do it. Go follow Thomas. You can follow me too at Simon316 Instagram. Make sure you go over to youtube.com forward slash Simon316 and you can watch these podcasts as well. And again, patreon.com forward slash Simon316 if you do want to come on the podcast or if you do want to support the podcast. It really is very important and I really do appreciate it. Tom, thank you again for your time. That was brilliant. I enjoyed it. No problem. I hope to be brought back on again. Hell yeah, you will, man. Especially when you have your first match. You've been dragged back on. Uh, And in the meantime, we'll be back next Wednesday, 1 p.m. GMT, live on the YouTube channel. Please do come along and join in if you can. It's always fun doing it live and getting to interact with people in the chat. But in the meantime, if you are listening to this on Friday, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Uh, Make sure you tune in to Defiant tomorrow as well. Uh, Defiant have a little pay-per-view. Not going to give too much away, but you may want to watch it. And I will talk to you all again very very soon.